Orlando Arcia has been fantastic for the Atlanta Braves this year when healthy. I'm going to tell you why he could just be that guy at shortstop for the Atlanta Braves long term on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, you can check out my written work on the Braves over at, at, at bravestoday.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. I'm going to get to a lot of your responses on today's topic later in the podcast, so stick around for that. If you're new on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. You're watching there, hit that thumbs up button as well to help support the show. And thanks to all of you who do support the show, making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. And thank you to all my everydayers out there. Shout out to some of you like Jeffrey Humphreys, John Peterson, Christian Godbay, and Mark Riggs. Some of you who commented on the last video that you're everydayers know there's a lot of you out there, and I really do appreciate it. On today's podcast, it is our Talk O Tuesday segment we're going to do. We do this every Tuesday, talking about the biggest story out there in Braves country. And it's a story we've talked about a lot, but it continues to come up, and that is the shortstop position long-term. What is the answer with Orlando Arcia back? We've gotten another look at Von Grissom there, a brief, tiny look at Braden Shoemake. So want to bring that question back up as a lot of people are talking about it and Going to talk about Austin Riley again. I did this a couple of Tuesdays ago, really did a deep dive on what's been plaguing him. and But that question still is coming up. Am I concerned about Austin Riley? So we'll talk about that a little bit as well on today's episode and then set you up for Tuesday's game as the Atlanta Braves get back in action. But let's start with the big topic for today. What's the long-term solution at shortstop? Internally, it's Orlando Arcia, Von Grissom, or Braden Shoemake for the near term. There may be a couple of guys down in the system who we could see later in several years from now. But who is that guy right now and for the next three or four years? And a lot of that talk's been about Von Grissom. It's been about Braden Shoemake, at least since spring training. But I want to focus today on Orlando Arcia, a guy I don't think I've given enough you know, credit to. Uh, for his potential long-term solution at shortstop and somebody who certainly has been impressive. And you look at you know where he is, 28 years old. He's under contract for three more years at $2.4 million a year. Just an incredible deal. From 2016 to 2021 in Milwaukee, he slashed 242, 293, 362. That's a 72 OPS plus. 44 home runs, 40 stolen bases, most of those stolen bases coming in his first two years, he's not a stolen base threat anymore. But since joining Atlanta, 250, 320, solid, 415, slugging percentage, not bad, 100 OPS. He's been league average offensively since joining the Braves, 13 home runs. His defensive rating on fan, fan graphs the last three years has not been great. In fact, his first three years, fan graphs had him as a very positive defensive player but his last three years particular and really you know since after those first two years they've had him as a negative defensive player they've at least given him a negative defensive rating now I've been very vocal 
I know Sam Peebles, a good friend of mine, if he's listening to this, he will give you all the defensive metrics out there, and he believes in them wholeheartedly. I I do not. I I still go by the eye test a lot when I look at defense. I do look at the ratings and all the analytics they have out there to maybe confirm what I'm seeing with my eyes. I I think he's been good defensively. And I'll go back to even when I covered the Brewers, because in case you didn't know, when I joined the Lockdown Podcast Network, I started out with Locked On Brewers until this position finally came open with the Braves. And when I joined Locked On Brewers, Orlando Arcia, they were pushing him off shortstop. I think a lot of that was he was a very talented prospect coming up, high expectations, and he just never met those expectations in Milwaukee. So they were ready to move on from him, even though, and you can probably go back and listen to the podcast if you really want to, I thought it was unjust. I thought Orlando Arcia played a solid defense at shortstop. They ended up placing him with Luis Urias, who was a complete disaster at shortstop. And they they pushed Arcia out so much that they traded him to the Braves for basically nothing. And they made Luis Urias their guy. And he was a disaster defensively at shortstop. So much so that not much longer into the season, they traded for Willie Adamas, who has been fantastic over there. But even when I covered the Brewers then, I thought Arcia was a solid defensive shortstop. Nothing spectacular, but league average. And that's what I think he's been. And I think that's what he is. And even, you know, if I don't believe in the defensive analytics and metrics as much, they do somewhat rate him as an average defensive player, slightly above average arm. And I think that's what he is. And I think that's fine. If you're watching him with your with the eye test, he makes the great plays. He has good instincts. I mean, the play he made on Sunday to get a fast runner at third base and cut him down there. I mean, that's just, that's pure instincts. Um, so again, I, I don't worry about it. The arm, I think, makes up with maybe some of the lack of range that he has. So I think he's, I think he's solid defensively. I don't think he's a Gold Glover, but he's not somebody that's going to hurt you. And based on what we've seen from Von Grissom so far, it's a huge upgrade. The gap. I'll go back to spring training and look what limited things we got to solve from Von Grissom. I think a lot of us bought into the hype that we heard in the offseason from the Braves from. Ron Washington, we bought into that hype a little bit, and that's you know, that's unfair for Von Grissom, but we all kind of believe that he was making strides defensively. And you can go back and listen to this because I know I said it the very first ground ball I saw Von Grissom take in spring training. I said he doesn't look comfortable, and he still doesn't look comfortable. Could he grow? Yes, he's 22. We're going to talk about Von Grissom in a second. Point I wanted to make here is that it's clear now after seeing Von Grissom for you know a couple of weeks at the big league level, there is a huge gap defensively between Von Grissom and Orlando Arcia. That is clearly evident at this point. So all that to say, I think Arcia is solid defensively, and I don't think you're going to lose anything with having him there. Now, offensively, could he be getting better? Have the Braves unlocked something? I'm not ready to overreact to 14 games. I still think, At best, he's a league average shortstop, perhaps maybe slightly above league average, as I said, back in spring training. And again, a lot of people heard me kind of vent on that podcast when the Braves decided to go with Arcia. Had nothing really to do with Arcia. It had a lot to do with what we were led to believe. But even at the end of that podcast, I said the Braves will be fine with Orlando Arcia at shortstop. And I still believe that. And I still think his... Ceiling is a slightly above average shortstop, which is fine. Last year was the first time he had a WRC plus over 100. This year, he's at an incredible 144. 
I don't think that's going to hold up, but off to a great start. The average exit velocity, it's gone up the last two years since joining the Braves. His barrel percentage is significantly higher the last two years. His hard, hard hit percentage is up the last two years from 38.1% in 2021 to 42.5% last year, and it's at 51.4% this year. Again, I don't know that's going to hold up, but you're seeing him trend in the right direction with how he contacts the baseball and the, the type of impact that he has on the baseball. I think you are seeing some positive changes there. Meanwhile, the walk rate, the K rate, it's been pretty much the same his entire career. So you're seeing him elevate his impact on the baseball, getting barrels on the baseball and, and squaring it up more. And you're seeing his walk percentage and his K rate remain the same. So I think there are some positive signs there that RC is becoming a better offensive player. Now, can the Braves win with him? That is the ultimate question. And again, that's what I said at the very end of that podcast in spring training when the Braves picked Arcia. I said, yes, they can win with him. Arcia is not somebody that's going to hurt him. He, he doesn't have to be the focus of this team. If everybody else on this team is doing their job, you shouldn't even notice Orlando Arcia in the lineup unless he's coming up with a clutch hit for you and he's doing something good. It's not going to be like Austin Riley right now who's – in an exaggerated slump, an elongated slump, and everybody is hyper-focused on what's going on with Austin Riley, you're not going to notice that really when Orlando Arcia goes in a two-, three-week slump, which is going to come. It's just the Braves don't have to rely on him because of everybody else in the lineup. They need him to play average to slightly above-average defense. They need him to be a average to slightly above-average offensive player batting down in the lineup. If Arcia can do that, the Braves have enough talent around him that they can still win with Orlando Arcia at shortstop. Again, you can go back and listen to the podcast in spring training. I said at the very end, he's not going to hurt this team, and the Braves can win with him, and I still believe that. And again, as long as he continues to be a solid defensive player, I think he can be the shortstop of this team over the next three years of this contract, maybe even longer, and especially at the price that the Braves got for him. That's an absolute steal. So, do I think Orlando Arcia is the future shortstop of Atlanta? Maybe for the next two or three years, long-term, I think that's still a question. And is it Grissom? Is it Shoemake? Grissom should be in the minors, and he should stay in the minors. He was rushed up last year out of necessity, and he played admirably. Braves don't win the division without Von Grissom in the lineup, but he was 21, and he clearly had a lot of things he needed to work on, defensively and offensively, even though I like the bat. And, you know, I think he came up with some clutch hits while he was up here this year. It still felt like he was in survival mode. He wasn't impacting the baseball, even like he did at times last year. He needs to go to AAA. He needs to stay there really all year long. If you can help it, let him continue to develop. He is 22 years old. And I get it. Maybe he's not the guy defensively shortstop. A lot of you have already given up on that. I'm not ready to give up on that yet, but I've been very Vocal and upfront and telling you the mechanics don't look great. He doesn't look comfortable, but he is 22 years old. I'm not quite ready to give up on that just yet. I think he at least deserves the rest of this year to determine that. And then if it's, you know, you've come to that determination, the Braves have that it's just not going to work for him at shortstop, then develop him into that super utility role that I've always said I think is a great fit for Vaughn Grissom, that Chris Taylor type who can play all over the infield, who can maybe play some corner outfield, Develop him into that because I do think the bat will play. And so I still like Von Grissom's chances on this team, and I think he has a role. 
on this team long-term, even if it's not at shortstop. Shoemaker is three years older than Grissom, and, and I feel like I need to point that out because he hasn't had as many opportunities. But he's three years older than Mon Grissom. He should be the one getting this opportunity, and maybe he does get it last year if he doesn't get hurt. He's ready defensively. I, I think we all see that, and I think we know that. But a very small sample size of him being a productive hitter. We just need to see more. If the offense is legit, then I actually think he's the best chance of being the future shortstop for the Braves. Again, if he can be what Orlando Arcia is, if he can be above average, you know, even just slightly above average defensively, and he can be a close to 100 WRC plus hitter batting down in your order, Braves can win with that because of everything else they have. And I think there's a potential for Shoemake to be that. But we got to see more offensively again. We're going based off a limited sample size in spring training where he was really good and then a, a week to two-week hot streak that he had in AAA before he got called up. He's, you know, he is he as well needs to go in AAA, show that they, the changes he's made offensively are legit, and then I think he could be a real option long-term. But I'm not convinced that the future shortstop is in the system right now unless it's Nacho Alvarez, and I'm not going to go into great detail here, but he is playing shortstop right now, and from everything I hear, he looks solid defensively, and you know how much I love the bat, but could be a chance or an opportunity for him down the road, but again, I think that is more down the road. All right, next, I want to get to your comments. I got a lot out there. Sorry, I know a little went a little long-winded, and voice is starting to give out here, but I do want to get to your comments, what you think and who you think should be the future shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. We'll talk about that here next. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. They have great promotions every day, safe and secure app that you can play on. Get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Also, visit FanDuel.com slash PlaySafe for tools and resources to help you stay in control of the way you play. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Braves play the Red Sox on Tuesday night at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. The Red Sox have been one of the hottest teams in baseball. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. Couple of off days this week. So, doing a live podcast on Monday night for Tuesday's episode. Thanks to all you who joined me. Got a lot of comments out here. I'm going to probably do another one on Thursday night because we got another off day. So, we'll do our mailbag episode on Thursday night as well. And then everything in between there, talking about the two games they have coming up against the Red Sox. But I do want to get to your Twitter comments a lot out here um, talking about, I asked who you think the future shortstop of the Braves will be. John Seeley says, I think they trade Grissom in a trade for someone else long-term. A lot of you mentioned Von Grissom as a trade. What I think is interesting, and I believe I've read through all of these, nobody picked Von Grissom to be the future shortstop of the Braves, which is just crazy from where we were a little over a month ago, two months ago in spring training, and even going into the offseason again, when we were all fed this narrative, that Vaughn Grissom could be the future shortstop of the Braves. He's making strides defensively, and he looked like he was going to be the future shortstop. Now I don't have a single person over 40 comments on this post, and not a single person 
picked Vaughn Grissom. That's very telling about how things change so quickly. Um, but nobody thinks that Vaughn Grissom is going to be the future shortstop of the Braves. <clears throat> a lot of you also picking someone outside of the organization. And a lot of you, like Rob saying Arcia, then someone outside the organization. Sarah, my guess is Arcia for at least the next two to three years. Had a lot of you saying that as well, that it'll be Arcia over this contract and then not sure after that. Saw some of you uh, down here, if I can find the one who picked Ignacio Alvarez, uh, Senor uh, Brave says Ambioris Tavares. If he gets going with the bat, again, hear good things on him defensively. Dan says not currently in the organization. A lot of you pointing out Tim Anderson. He's he's the regressed defensively as well. Love the bat, obviously, but maybe in the short term, if the Braves wanted to trade for him this deadline, I don't think they will. Um, Matt says definitely not. Grissom E. Goldie says short sample size go with Arcia. Uh, people forget he's only 28, and I think that's a great point as well. He is just only 28 years old. Uh, Dansby Swanson didn't really break out offensively until his tw uh, year 28 season or age 28 season. Zach is the one in the comments who said Nacho, uh, so I love that. John Schiller also said Arcia until Nacho arrives. Um, so, yeah, and somebody, uh, Randall uh, McMahon said Arcia until Alvarez as well. So a lot of you on the Nacho Alvarez uh, bandwagon. I don't know if I'm heavily influencing that or not, but, you know, he is somebody down the road. Could be an option um, as well. But a lot of you saying Arcia until someone else or somebody out of the organization. I'm not seeing really much of anybody pick Von Grissom or Braden Shoemake, and I tend to agree. I, I think it's. I think it could be Arcia for the next two to three years, and then maybe one of the young guys develops. If not, then maybe you go out and get somebody. But, again, as I said, I think you can win over the next two, two to three years with Orlando Arcia. All right, I'm jumping the comments real quick because they're kind of piling up here, and I don't want to get these uh, get away from them here. Um, Doc, Nate, Will, thanks so much for joining. Uh, Mary Jessup says every day, or thank you so much for that. Hollywood, do you think that once Adrianza returns, they'll option Shoemaker? I absolutely do. What I talked about earlier, Shoemaker needs those everyday at-bats. Um, Andre says, if RC hits with any consistent consistency, he has to be out there every day. I would agree. Uh, Nate Dog says, I don't think RC is the long-term solution. I think he's the solution for now until a better, reliable option presents itself. And I think that's where just about all of you are, at least the large majority of you are there that it's RCS job for now until something better comes along, a better solution comes along. And I probably would agree with that. Uh, one iron lung says, what's the deal with max? Uh, yeah, it's a bit concerning Snickers comment. He wouldn't commit to max pitching on Friday. And that's led to a lot of questions. <laughs> Who's going to pitch Friday then? Why not max Reed? So we'll see. I bet there, I'm sure there will be an update on Tuesday of what's going on with max Freed. Um, I prefer Soroka, uh, this from Bentley says, I prefer Soroka in a return and a Josh Tomlin role rather than a starter at first. Thoughts? Possible. If you needed it in the bullpen, um, you'd have to kick somebody out of the bullpen like Jesse Chavez. You think he's an upgrade over Jesse Chavez in that role right now? I'm not, I'm not sure that he is, honestly. Um, Andre says, Grissom simply isn't ready to play shortstop in the bigs. I would agree. He's not right now, and he may never be. But I do just want to keep reminding everyone he's 22. Um, Nate Dog says that played a third by RC on Sunday, won the, the game for the Braves. Certainly was a big play. And, again, that's all just pure instinct right there. 
Stephen Lamb, keep an eye on Lucingel Acuna. I know I'm not saying that right, but I know that's Acuna's brother who's prospect for the Rangers. Really good prospect over there. The Rangers obviously have some guys uh, long-term up middle infield. I talked about that a little bit in the offseason. I think the Braves wanted to go out and trade for a young prospect, shortstop prospect who's blocked. I think that'd be a solid idea uh, that they could certainly do. Um, Bentley, thoughts on why the big drop in Vaughn's walk rate? I think he's probably just trying to do too much. You know, he knows he's trying to earn a spot. He's trying to prove to everybody that he can hold this job. Um, and again, I felt like he was just in survival mode at the plate while he was up there. Still able to come with some big hits, put the ball in play, but not really like himself. Um, <clears throat> Doc said, Dansby had plenty of question marks about his glove ability at first, but he turned the page on that. Yep. Absolutely. And again, didn't really come along with the bat until this past, until last year. Marianne Smith, hey, Jake, wash words. Hard with Grissom, but makes too many errors. He has worker. He may be nervous, but he needs to calm down. Yeah, just give him more time. Let him get this year in AAA. He just needs that development. He got rushed last year. I think everybody knows that. Uh, just give him a year down there and let him continue to work on things. Um, Mario, couldn't agree with you more on your take on RCS defense. The arm is incredible. Uh, certainly is. It's been great. I think he's been outstanding this year. Um, Scooter Puff says, if the Braves were in the middle of a rebuild, I'd be more patient with Grissom. But this team is trying to win right now. We don't really have the time to try to develop players at the major league level. Yes. And Ron Washington spoke to that point a little bit. Uh, Braves need somebody to come up now and, and give them something. They don't have the time to let these guys work things out at the big league level, nor should they be forced to when a team's in the middle of trying to win. Uh, but unfortunately, or I shouldn't say unfortunately, I'm glad the Braves are in that position, but unfortunately Grissom's been thrust into that. It's a lot of pressure on a winning team and it just hasn't worked out for him quite yet. Um, all right. Uh, David says, Jake, really enjoy your podcast. I've been a Braves fan for about 50 years since I was seven and appreciate your knowledge and delivery. Thank you so much for saying that David. Um, David Gibson says, Cal Conley, I've never viewed Cal Conley as a, a, a long-term shortstop. I think he's a utility player at best. Jeremy finally caught a, caught a live episode. Just want to say how much I enjoy the show and listen to it every day. Thanks, Jake. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate all the kind comments. Um, yeah, a lot of you on the RCA train. Again, it's, it's, uh, David said, how old is Nacho? I believe he's only 20, 21. Um, at the most, so he's still pretty young. Uh, Joseph also said trade for Acuna's brother. Again, I think there's options out there that, you know, if the Braves wanted to go look for a young prospect who's blocked and put him in the system, I think they could do that. Miguel, why people get focused on Grissom? Why do people don't focus on Olsen and Riley? Both of them having make a lot of money, but they are really bad in clutch situations. So I'll move to our next topic next. I want to get into Austin Riley. A lot of you still ask me what's going on with Austin Riley. So I'm going to give you his numbers since he signed that contract extension and see, is this the type of player that Austin Riley is? And is it the player that the Braves are paying for? We'll discuss that next. All right. Our final question here to answer on this taco Tuesday segment is what's going on with Austin Riley. And again, I believe it was maybe two weeks ago, or maybe it had just been a week ago, I talked about Austin Riley, and I, I did a deep dive into the metrics, what he's struggling with, off-speed, down-and-in pitches. 
I've seen him make some strides in that area over the last week. He's been able to get to some of those balls, get under them, and get some hits in the left field. So I'm encouraged about what I'm seeing. It's slowly coming. For me, it's still pitch recognition for him. It's just not there yet, and it's not there right now. Now, a lot of you have pointed to the fact that since he signed that extension last August, he has not been a very good player. So ran the numbers for you, 232, 331, 402. That's his slash line since August 1st of last year. 733 OPS, 104 WRC+. plus. So just ever so very slightly above average offensively. 15 home runs, that's one home run every 24 at-bats. You want a little bit more than that for a big power hitter like himself. 100 Ks, 24.3% K rate. You know, that's not terrible, again, for a, a power hitter. 43 walks, 10.5% walk rate. That's not bad for a power hitter. If that's the player he is, it's not ideal based on what you're paying him and where you're hitting him. Again, I've said over the last week or so, he needs to move down in the order until he gets going, until he can prove he can be more consistent. You got to move him down in the order. You can't keep plugging him in that three hole. It's not the end of the world. If he's batting fifth or sixth for you and hitting 25 to 30 home runs, you know, slightly over hundred WRC plus driving in hundred runs. It's not, not going to kill you based on what you're paying him and where you're hitting him. Yeah. It's not great. You want more than that out of him, and I think more will come. I think we also forget that Austin Riley is 25 years old, so I'm still not worried about him, and I know Dan, others, I know others out there keep telling me you're worried about Austin Riley. I get it. It's not been great for, what, two, three months now, but I, I still think he's 25. I think he's made some adjustments already to become a really good hitter. We've seen it over Two years, his numbers combined last two years are really good. They're MVP type good. And I still think he's going to get there. But you're you're all very correct. It has not been great since he signed this extension. He's been basically an average hitter since he signed this extension. And while I think he's better than maybe the metrics say defensively, he's not, he's not a great player defensively either. So we need more out of Austin Riley. We need more consistency. We need him to be that three-hole hitter or four-hole hitter. But until then, I think he needs to move down in the lineup until he shows that consistency. So, again, I'll answer the question. I'm not worried long-term about Austin Riley, but it is somewhat concerning that he has been an average hitter since he signed that extension. All right, moving into a news segment. I mentioned this at the end of Monday's podcast. Travis Darno is back. Trump option. That's great. Brian Snicker has some really good options to use right now on the lineup with the way Ozuna's hitting. Eddie Rosario's been hitting. Now you got Travis Darno as well. Can't take Sean Murphy out of the lineup. Got to figure it out, but it's a good good option to have for the Braves. Um, already mentioned Max Freed. Don't know when he's going to start next. Brian Snicker very cryptic about when he could make his next start. He didn't say he was going to start Friday. I don't know why he wouldn't start Friday, but hopefully we'll get some more information about that on Tuesday or before Tuesday's game. Speaking of that game, it'll be Charlie Morton versus Pavetta. The Red Sox had won eight in a row before losing to the Phillies on Sunday, so certainly a very hot team right now. Their offense is really good, third in the league in runs, sixth in home runs, fifth fewest strikeouts. They don't strike out a lot, and they're second in average. So, mind you, a little bit uh, about the Mets. or look, It's kind of like the Mets, except with more 
power. So very dangerous lineup, third in on-base percentage, third in slugging. Now where they struggle, starter ERA. They're 27th in the league in starter ERA. Their bullpen is solid. Um, they have you know John Schreiber, Josh Winkowski, and Kenley Jansen, who has a 0.84 ERA and 1.13 whip this year, eight saves and nine chances. Three walks, the 16 strikeouts, and 10 and two-thirds. So a lot of people thought the pitch clock might affect Kenley Jansen. It hasn't. He's still been very, very dominant. Players to watch for the Red Sox. Rafael Devers, 11 home runs on the year. Masataka Yoshida, Yoshida, sorry. 321, 403, 536, 13 walks to just 11 strikeouts. And Alex Verdugo, who seems to kill the Braves anyway, he's off to a good start as well. 307, 379, 504. Red Sox are 21 and 15 on the year. That's good enough to be eight back behind the Tampa Bay Rays in the NL East. Charlie Morton on the mound for the Braves. He's worked into the sixth inning in his last four starts and five of his six starts this year. Gave up four earned in his last start. That's the most he's allowed this year. Had a couple of walks in that sixth inning that were let in by the bullpen with two outs. But otherwise, I thought it was a very solid outing for him. Starting to look more like himself, as I mentioned has done a good job of limiting home runs, just three home runs allowed this year, and just two hit batters. So, again, I think Charlie Morton's been very good for the Braves this season. Hopefully that continues on Tuesday. Against a really good lineup, pitching for the Red Sox will be Nick Pavetta. He's given up three earned or more in his last four starts. Always had big swing and miss stuff, so that concerns me for a Braves lineup that strikes out a lot and swings and misses a lot. But he's allowed seven home runs this year and six starts, so – Opportunity for the Braves to get a couple of long balls. Should be a good game on on Tuesday night. Again, appreciate you all for joining. If you join me live, apologize if you're listening to this podcast. My voice giving out a little bit here. I think I'm uh, allergies are finally catching up with me, but I appreciate you so much for listening. Thank you for all the comments for those live. I didn't get to your question. Make sure that you put it in the comment section down on YouTube. Hopefully my voice hangs in there for the rest of the week. We'll have plenty of stuff to talk about on the podcast. The Braves will play again. Feels like it's been forever. Had a Sunday morning game. Nothing else the rest of the day. Sunday, no game Monday. Don't see them till Tuesday night. But they will play again, I promise you. And we'll be here to cover it. The Braves do play the Red Sox again on Tuesday night at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. Scheduled starters are Nick Pavetta and Charlie Morton, as we just talked about. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On Braves each and every day. Thank you again to all my everydayers out there. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 